0: Welcome to a completely unnecessary podcast, number 301, the march towards 600 begins. Uh, I'm Pat Conjure,
1: alongside <laughs> Ian
0: Ferguson. Jesus H. On the show today, we'll be talking about... Um, Stuff. The uh, We got NFT scams all around. All around. So many. So many. Did I you, added something I else. I thought you added one, Ian. I added something else. You yes, added a bonus. Did. Yeah. Uh, we have a Patreon poll topic. We also will have good old voicemails. Uh, Ian, how was your weekend?
1: My weekend was... Uh, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. Good, good, your life um, is good. Uh, did some extra napkin stuff. Had a lobster roll on Sunday. Uh, it was pretty tasty. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of it. All my plans kept getting shot to roll. shit uh, yeah. over the weekend. I was supposed to play D&D on uh, Friday, and that didn't happen because uh, the guy we play with threw out his back Oh, again. Oh, yeah. It, me, me, me. D&D Dad and John. All three of us have miserable backs. So at any given point, our back is is throwing something off. Damn. So no D&D Friday. Uh, Saturday. What was I supposed to do Saturday? Whatever it was, it ended up not happening. And then um, Sunday, I recorded extra napkin stuff. And then yesterday, I was back to work. and I Work? Uh, yeah, I was back to work. Um, nebulous work. That was kind of it. Uh, nothing real exciting. I got some new tea in the mail. I'm excited about new teas. New uh, tea club? Tea? Uh, no, but they're trying to get me to join a tea club. They sent me a little sample and they're like, "You could join a tea club, and we'll send you this your every name got, your name got on a list every or? month or week." Hey, uh, you know, my oh. name got on a list because I ordered from the place, oh, and now they're like, "Hey, give us more money."
0: I mean, that's what happened with me at the. Uh, <laughs> it happens with every single charity. That's like the one downside of when you actually give to an organization. Um, they they not they just send you more stuff, but like eight other companies start uh, sending you stuff. Like, oh, okay, he's going to send us money as well. It's like, all right, come okay. It may work once in a while, but yeah, that's what happens.
1: Yeah, they try to hook you more. I mean, at least this gets me little free packets of tea. They're like, yeah, you want to join? This is what you can have. That came with. Uh, that's what you got with. uh that was we both got. Well, uh, quick, not
0: to cut.
1: Not to cut off your tea story. Thanks
0: to uh, Retrobit for sending us Mega Man The Wally Wars collector's edition. It's gorgeous, gorgeous we made, set. I think we, we covered this last year when they talked about the lead-up, but this is one of the better ideas for a licensed re, uh, re-release because this game is so hard to find because it was sold in such limited quantities in Europe.
1: Yeah, cool. never released yeah. here. Um, it has it's... a book,
0: a, manual, a real manual, a sticker book, a double-sided poster, reversible cartridge sleeve. I like, the, I like how
1: they're doing that the recent years, reversible sleeves, and and a card packing. And then this part right here, the front, lenticular oh, part oh okay there's nice. six different ones behind it so you can keep switching you can change oh, come, on. Lenticular come on come
0: on retro bit you went above and beyond on
1: this yeah they really did um so yeah thanks for sending us that i'm excited to check the game out I, i've played it before but it'll be fun to actually pop a cartridge in and play it um and i i've got to say again i i feel like they could do bang up bang up business selling uh the cases that they use if you haven't Held the the actual case. It's an actual Genesis case inside. Their Genesis cases are like Wait,
0: you saying They should just go out and sell. Them? They're
1: spot on. They're so good. I, I said that when um, they did the Toa Plan shooter collection, the replacement cases they're using feel identical to Same the original. Ge- yeah, Same they don't thickness. feel cheap. They're like they're perfect. Okay. So, yeah. Thanks, Retrobit.
0: Well, we got the we got the you know limited run to the Sega CD ones. We're trying to trying to capture all all the old ones there. So I still haven't seen a, a, a good, uh, a perfect NES sleeve. No. They've gotten close, but I still need, like... They're usually too thin. I think I was talking to Josh one time about they think they, they, that's they're fine. getting closer to it. That's or, what or, I yeah.
1: noticed, anyway. They're thin. They're usually thinner. Yeah. Uh,
0: like the Stephen King movie that's creepy. You killed uh, my daughter and I curse you. Thinner. Yes. He his hand on his face.
1: Ooh, that's a, that movie's creepy. Yeah. Stephen King does creepy stuff. You know, it's not creepy. The Steam Deck is finally getting shipped on uh, February 27th. Okay, you know, allow that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, we needed to move on. Um, you skipped over Pokemon. Oh. Yeah, Pokemon Arceus impressions. Come on, Ian. Sorry. So the new Pokemon game is out. Pokemon. Uh, I did not buy it. It's not that it didn't look good. I just knew Vonnie was going to buy it, and I didn't want to have to. Comp- I didn't want to like compete for the TV with her. I just wanted her to enjoy the game. So she's been playing it. And I've been watching it. And uh, look, I'm just going to get this out of the way right away. Game doesn't look good. Game looks pretty bad. Like it's not a great looking game. Um, in terms of the in terms of the graphics. In terms of the graphics, stylistically good style to it i love like i love the old time look to it but there are there are points in the game where i'm looking like the water textures are very very bad oh really yeah certain aspects of it i'm looking at i'm like is this a gamecube game or is this a switch game um that said graphics have never been the uh the determiner of of whether a game is fun or not and it seems like everyone's loving it um i think it looks like an incredibly fun game I I'm i i
0: don't have i don't have a a, a a a horse in this race i think the graphics look all right
1: they're not bad
0: i just they're like they're kind of like if it's pokemon smash with the with the breath of the wild
1: style I yeah think. but if you put it next to breath of the wild so you can
0: it, oh it doesn't look as good
1: as clearly well. see the difference okay and i get, my problem is not that i think graphics are required for a uh, game to be fun my problem is this is your fucking flagship franchise Like, Pokemon is... I mean, it's one of your flagship franchises. Yes, you've got Mario, you've got Zelda. But Pokemon's massively popular. Put some fucking money into your graphics. Like, you've got the money. And you've got this game that, you know, everyone's playing and enjoying. And I think looks fun as hell. Give it a give it a little well, give it a little sass. Well, this is Game Freak that was a dev on. Yeah, this. of course, but I mean Game Freak's always the dev. Give it some pizzazz. Yeah, they're, they're allowed like... to have a budget to make nice graphics for a game that is going to sell millions of copies. I I, I wonder what that actual
0: relationship is between them and Nintendo. Like, I wonder how much Nintendo could like push them to do certain things. You know what I mean? Like how much can they actually? Be like, okay, we need you to do this when it's, I mean, Nintendo's a minority stake. You know, they're a publisher. Just going to say, um, if you're
1: going to spend, a, you know, a couple of years, you know, pumping a game, okay. put the effort in. That okay. said, it looks great. Um, the action stuff looks, it looks great. great, but not literally looks it great. Look, okay. it, yeah, it the, looks, game, the game looks very fun. <laughs> looks,
0: okay, the game looks fun. Okay. The game looks fun. It doesn't look great to Ian, but it looks fun. Okay.
1: And it's not like it's it's horribly ugly. It's just there okay. are lots of spots where you're looking at it and you're like, there's no polish to this whatsoever like when you uh step from like the uh, the floor to like the inside of your bedroom your shoes come off and mm-hmm. like the ankle bones like start flopping everywhere <laughs> Gets really fucking weird, creepy ankle bone. So, as people know, this is what this is like: open world, right? It's 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 more open, action RPG ish, action RPG ish You can throw out your Pokemon yeah. and fight turn based, but you also have to do like real time dodging if the Pokemon are chasing what? after you. You can That's... catch Pokemon in real time, so if you're just trying to get a bunch for research reasons, you can sneak up on them and throw the balls. So this in is real-time. more a game I would play. I like action RPGs. I like stuff that is more engaging with combat. And things it's it's like that. it looks it like sounds... a fun mix yeah. between action. RPG, uh you know trappings and also still some turn-based so battle yeah
0: okay that that's okay I, i'm intrigued i am intrigued uh, weird ankle movement aside
1: <laughs> yeah it
0: sounds intriguing I'm, like i'm enjoying is watching this bonnie that, play it? this is one people are pissed they didn't put every single pokemon in
1: no that was sword and shield okay this isn't this is obviously not going to have every pokemon in it it's just one region and it's like a standalone okay, story so a total okay, look at the wikipedia are total 268 pokemon species yeah, that's, a, that's a lot. You're just trying to catch all the Pokemon that are in that region. It's not like a worldwide thing. Gotcha. Because there are over 800 uh, Pokemon in total. Critical
0: reception has been pretty good. GameSpot, 8 out of 10. IGN, 7 out of 10. And not enough water or
1: too much water. Game Informer, they're still around. Game Informer it's 8.75. So it's, it's getting pretty good reviews. Well, the thing that I've noticed is, is like, People got it on Friday and started talking crap about graphics and stuff. But as time goes on, by yesterday, everyone's talking about how much fun they're having with the game. Then that's fine. That's what gameplay is, is king. Graphics is a nice
0: veneer. It literally is a veneer. But if, if, if it would you rather have it look good and then play like shit? No, you
1: want you want. A... No, what I'm saying is, is a Pokemon yeah. title has reached that point in its 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 existence where it can both play great and look great. There's no reason for it not to have both. Well, it's also, I'm looking at this, this is, this is the first time they're doing this genre. This, like, the action
0: RPG Yes, so, it's a I spinoff,
1: mean, and they. It, um, and I guess that's what I, I've been thinking and I haven't said. It's a spin-off and it looks yeah. like they got the spin-off graphics team. So, again, like, I don't know. You know, this is Game Freak, so I don't know. You're saying Nintendo should have strong-armed and This is not up to Nintendo's. Nintendo has more to do with it than I think you would think. I mean, they've definitely got some ownership in there. They are, but they are a minority. They don't run the Pokemon company. No, they don't, but they have a stake in it.
0: Pokemon company could say, technically, screw you, Nintendo. We're going to go somewhere else. You know, game they, Freak could put, Nintendo has a stake in the Pokemon, but company. it's a minority stake. Okay. That's all point. So obviously they're going to work together, but like they don't, they don't run Pokemon. <laughs> you know, well, they're, no, I they're, know they're, they're, that. They're, I'm well aware of that. They're along
1: for the ride. They are the game partner. Like, I'm just saying the, it's not like they don't have any
0: power. No, no. I'm, yes, they absolutely do. But then the day they don't control it. Yes. You no. Know? Publishers can only push a dev to do so much, you know. That that's it. Unless they're uh, financing a hundred percent of it. But again, like Pokemon companies do, po- Pokemon companies doing well.
1: Uh, I yes. don't know what they're worth, but it's not a small amount. Again, you know? <laughs> again, they have the money to make uh, it look like a AAA release. Pokemon Company
0: made they made eighteen point six three billion yen net in. 2020, Nintendo owns 32% of the company. I always knew it was around 30%, something like that. So that's okay. And then a company called Creatures is another owner. I'm not, uh, I'm not familiar. Uh, the, the video game dev company
1: affiliated with the Pokemon company. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, Creatures is just kind of. I think that's an, uh, a, 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 a clever lightbul- shuffling of personnel to make like a side. I think that's like a legacy thing. I think that's related to um, Game Freak as well. Okay, we'll try I, I didn't have heard of that before so, uh, with creatures. Okay, well that's I'm glad you're having fun with it, Ian. I'm not Bonnie is so I'm not playing, and that was the whole oh. thing I was saying. I'm enjoying how it looks. <laughs> I mean you're watching it. Yes, i mean, I'm watching it. Um okay. Uh Steam Deck. Yeah, getting re- I get it announced, released, less
0: shipped out. Less than in the shortest month of the year we make it in there. Are we are we twenty nine or twenty eight days this year?
1: I think we're twenty eight this year. I don't think it's a deep it, year. Okay. Yeah, I don't think
0: it's... Why does change? February get, get shortchanged? They couldn't They couldn't make it a 29, 30 day? Like, why couldn't they just pick a couple of days from a couple other months?
1: Next leap year is 2024.
0: Unless we had it two years ago. Okay. Yeah. And it was somewhat recent. Well, okay, well, pre, pre the 28th, the 27th, uh, Steam Deck is launching on the, on the 25th. Oh, I
1: thought it was the 27th. 25th it's launching. Oh, there it is. Yeah. On 25th, they'll be sending out the first batch of order emails. Of, okay, or emails. Customers will have three days to make their purchase before the reservation is released to the next person in the queue. So, yeah, the 25th, 27th, 28th, technically, is probably when they start shipping. The money hasn't been put in for these yet. Oh. They only took five. That's right. So what they're going to do is, which is kind of nice that, you know, they're they're not, like, just going to take the money out of people's accounts without, like, Like $100 for two years. Yeah. Um <laughs> well and giving them a warning instead of just like taking it and shipping it. Here you go. Like people yeah. are gonna get a chance to be like, eh. I forgot it was only five bucks. I
0: didn't I didn't put it in for her. I was so close, I'm like, no, I don't think I'm gonna need this.
1: I cancelled um, mine. Um if I hadn't upgraded and gotten this laptop, I would still be getting my Steam Deck, but there's just no need for me to have it when I have this. This is portable yeah. enough. If I'm gonna sit on my and couch stronger than the Steam Deck.
0: If I'm gonna sit on my couch and play a game, I'll just play the Switch. That's why I decided. If I wanna play a high End game, I'll go to the PC. That's well, that was, that was
1: another thing for me. It's yeah. like between the play date, we'll you know, hopefully be getting announced as shipping soon here. Um, the analog pocket, which I have, uh, the Switch. I, 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 I How have, much handheld do you have? I need? have all the. Uh, I, yeah, that's yeah. what I, I don't need everything to be handheld. Well, apparently, I, I've you got, do. Some I've people got plenty. Do. I've got plenty that I can play. Yeah. No, and like I said, I, I think it's I, cool, w- but if I hadn't just upgraded my computer, like literally after upgrading this, I have no need. I would love to see the crossover of how many people that are getting
0: this also have a Switch. I would love to, just love to see what the crossover appeal, if, if it means more people are appeal, because it's also handheld, or they, it's just... It's
1: I've got not. some friends who have told me um, straight up that, you know, they're getting it, um, and, like, I've had two people tell me they're getting it, and they're probably going to sell their Switch. Wow. Because they, okay. they don't play the Nintendo first-party stuff, they like the portability of the Switch and the docking, but they don't need it, you know, they don't need the Nintendo stuff. So, you know, I, I think there is, like something to be said about there's probably crossover but there are probably people who were waiting to be like should i get a switch who have now chosen to get this Mm -hmm. so okay yeah so we've got uh this has come out despite problems the play date should be shipping shortly. Yeah, they showed them. They were spot checking. I think the last update that was a few weeks ago. I mean, we
0: know they're I, made. It's they, just a matter. They were spot of, yeah. checking the new sh- the new batch of the new batteries, making sure
1: they were working. They were like going through some. So they're they're they have them. Evercade verse has been fine. Nintendo got the OLED Switch out, and, and, and now you can find a Switch anywhere. I think at this point. So, we're waiting on one. Wait. <laughs> we're waiting
0: on, waiting on one. one. Waiting on one. Yep. Uh. Real quick, uh, a study. We talk about these studies once in a while. Once in a while. Uh, violent video games. This is from SciPost.org. SciPost, your, 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 your source for psychology information, I guess. So this is a study conducted. People who frequently play violent video games like Call of Duty show neural desensitization to painful images, according to a study. The study was published in the Journal Psychology of Popular Media. Provides evidence that violent video games can lead to a desensitization to painful images, suggesting a reduced empathy for pain. Habitual players of violent video games showed a decreased neural response to painful images compared to non-habitual players. Non-habitual players showed a similar effect after playing a violent video game for 40 minutes. Interesting. It's interesting. It's something we've talked about before. It's work. Yeah, it's probably a desensitization. It doesn't mean you're going to go out and kill someone. But yes, obviously, the more you are exposed to some imagery, it's going to mean less to you. It. There was a point in time where Doom was super shocking, right? Like, like that. Well, I was like, wow, this is violent. Like do we have to have hearings over this stuff. So, of course, to, it's a natural thing. We take it for granted. Like if you don't see this stuff the first time you see it, it is shocking. Um, so that that that's that, I'm not surprised
1: by that. No, like that. neither am I. But my problem is that. You know, for so long, people have kind of made the, uh, the 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 false connection that desensitization is going to lead to violence. Sure. No, no, they're two different things. Yes, I can be desensitized to violence and still not have any uh, in- increased desire to go in in enact violence.
0: This was the methodology. It was a sample of fifty six male university students. Um, they, uh, they opted for only male students to control for gender effects. The students completed an online survey before arriving at the lab where they were equipped with EEG recording equipment. The subjects first completed a pain judgment test where they judged the painfulness of a variety of images of, of hands in either painful or non-painful situations. What, like a vice grip around one? For example, one painful image showed a hand being slammed between a door. Okay, after completing the test, the participants played a violent video game for 40 minutes. The game was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Um, following the gameplay, participants completed the pain judgment task for a second time. According to the question and responses, participants spent an average of 6.38 hours per week playing violent video games. To compare those who play violent games the most with those who played the least, the is divided into two, two subgroups. 14 participants played more than 8.75 hours per week. So, okay, getting into the weeds here, but this is how you do these studies. You have a control group, you have, a, and you have the you know the main group, and you divide up by their predisposed, uh, you know, behaviors. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember how shocked I was. What was the first shockingly to me a violent video game? What it was? It was Wolfenstein where it's like, oh my God, there's blood. Obviously, Mortal Kombat was shocking. The first time I um, saw the head rip in Mortal Kombat, I think. Because that was like, okay, Street Fighter 2, okay,
1: you're punching or final, but seeing like, like plus it was a human. It was an actual right. Human. I think I, I don't uh, know what digital, the timing yeah. is there, but like I had seen violence in video games before that, you know. Sure. Uh, but yeah, th- I think that's More right. It was, the, it was the human. It was the the spine. It was the fact that it wasn't a monster. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't a demon or something like that. It wasn't doom. It was an actual ca- like person, right? An actor, and I was like, wow, okay. What was, was
0: it? The spine rip It was Sub-Zero's.
1: Yeah, Sub-Zero's. Okay. Uh, yeah, his. his the, I, I was it's the most famous fatality, I think.
0: Yeah, probably, and it, it has nothing to do with his powers. They they changed that into the, 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 the after that. At least it, that was the only Super Nintendo re, remake of the fatality that actually made sense was freezing and, and then
1: shattering him.
0: Yeah, which they kind of did in the sequels, but like that they was did. It. Yeah, that, yeah, that
1: finisher actually got a more bloody version in later, like releases. two
0: and three, probably something like that. But um, but like Johnny Cage's made no sense. Not thinking about it, just hitting the head off just like yeah okay um and then luke uh luke kang did the uh, spinning kick and then an uppercut which,
1: i think the, the mortal kombat 0 the 1 two was like it was it was just the fact that um there was still a lot of like mortal kombat 2 and 3 especially by 3 it kind of got a little bit more cartoony again but yeah. there were still a lot of cartoony uh fatalities in the first one like sonya's kiss and uh, this made
0: no sense, but they, they had the fire animation from Sub Zero, they just reused it. In the, <laughs> in
1: the you mean from Scorpion, for Scorpion, yeah. in the dragon, and then like, yeah, but then you've got like the spine rip and the heart rip, and I think they felt a little different, they feel more real, yeah, they felt a little different. Kano
0: was, was like, what a drug dealer, why is he ripping hearts out, like in like Temple of Doom? None of the fatalities made sense now. I
1: think about it. only like two out of like the seven did or so. Um, you mean they didn't, like, play into the character's yes, theme well yes. enough for you? Sure. Yeah, I can see They that. didn't, Ian. No, that's, that's, f- that's fair. That's
0: fair. I don't know how you'd make Johnny Cage like a Hollywood star, you know, like what his fatality should be, but punching it off the guy's head doesn't make any sense. Maybe it should more been more with the groin.
1: <laughs> his daughter's fatality one of his daughter's fatalities is fucking great uh, well actually both of hers are great in 11 there's the one where she knocks your jaw off and then takes a selfie with you to play into the hollywood thing okay that's funny and then uh, there's one where she does a she kick. she runs up and kicks you in the nuts so hard that your skeleton leaps out of your body <laughs> and your skin just crumbles to the ground <laughs> kicks your skeleton right out of your body you know what's not a nut punch, Ian? Oh, UltimateNintendo.com. UltimateNintendo.com is not a nut It's punch. more of like a caress.
0: Yeah. Um, at you'll get, uh, you have find find NES guidebooks, Super Nintendo guidebooks, RBI baseball stickers, the Pat and Ian enamel pin. We're down to the last mini bag of them, uh, the, the Big Pat Pixel pin, and other goodies there. We still have some shirts left, limited t shirts. Big Pat Pixel. Limited t shirt, I think. I think we're down to medium and small. We might have like 1XL left, but I'm not positive on that. And I'll be on uh, Twitch, twitchtv code every Wednesday. Ian will pop in uh, eight weeks from now at the hundredth, maybe. Um, and then <laughs> prepping it. And then I'm on Cameo, Cameo.com/slash Pat Contry. Gimmick turned thirty. Yeah. On the thirty first, came out in Japan the Famicom. Cute little toy gimmick. Yep. Great, oh. great game. I'm glad that it's 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 gotten some some love the past few years. Just with, got with an updated
1: the, uh, arcade version, so hopefully that means people are thinking but, about it again. But I am 8 bit the past couple of years, they did the licensed t-shirt, the licensed soundtrack. I was going to say they did the soundtrack. Um, I plead
0: with them at the booth. Uh, I, this is how Pat works. I'm like, come on, guys. You got to do a plush. I, I said, I'll buy a plush. If you had a plush right here, I'd, I'd buy the plush. You know, it, it's, it's literally a toy character. You got to make a plush of it. It would make sense. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm glad that it's been rediscovered. I had a very small hand in that. I did my NES punk video over 10 years ago. Wow. It came out October, 2011 of Mr. Gimmick. They put Mr. on it for some reason for the, for the, for the NES game. Right there. Good old Mr. Gimmick. Uh, it's a beautiful game by Sunsoft. Um, Marvelous soundtrack. Arguably, you can make a case it's it's the best NES. Like you can make a case it's it's top five NES soundtrack. Uh, it's it's amazing. It's very good. It's say, technically very good too. Yeah, even without the extra sound channel, it's amazing. Yeah, the oh, absolutely. The extra family sound, and, and then it's incredibly difficult. It's a really difficult game to get the proper ending. Even just getting the regular ending, it's incredibly difficult. There's, the, the, I had not seen a Nintendo game that had that level of ai for enemies um yeah it's it's smart it's a smart game the the enemies actually react to you it's not just all patterns um that to me was that was something to me like there's something going on here at the team that they did and plus the little touches you know the little touches i always talked about sometimes we end the marathon going to stage two and looking at the little yeah the the little the little little seagulls and you hear them in the distance and there's no reason for that little shot to be in the game I, there's not really NES games that you just sit back. Okay, this is a cute little shot. Just relax and hang out. There's no enemies trying to kill you. You're enjoying the seaside.
1: You know, oh, it's all. got the
0: wave sounds too, right? I believe. Yeah. Um, and then there's all the hidden items in the game in each stage that you have to get in order to get the good ending, which um, I'm usually good in the first three, or, or but then there's like the last one or two are like incredibly difficult to get. You've done it, though, haven't you? No.
1: No? Oh, I, I thought you did. I never got. I thought you did it for the uh, review. No, I didn't. I could uh, I
0: could never get one of the two cuz I played it on real hardware. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I played it on the Retro USB um uh prototype repro. Um it was gonna come out here. I I, ne- I never got the fourth or fifth item. I couldn't get. I don't know, using an emulator I could, but not. Oh, okay, never in I, real life. On hardware I haven't I mean, I don't know. I've gotten a little bit better as I gotten older on some of this twitchy stuff for some reason. Maybe maybe I could get it. But um yeah, go to if you go want if you want the official stuff go to i am uh Eight bit. Um, trying to find what if they if they added anything uh, more on top of that. But no, I would love to see a a licensed re release on cart. I think that'd be a great idea. Yep. Obviously, because it, it, the Scandinavian one it now goes for without looking at eBay. I think the cart alone goes for several hundred dollars. Jesus. Um, if not a thousand. Like I'm, that's one of the, the one of the handful of European ones I have complete. Uh, because you know, I figured that's the one I want. Yeah. Box is a little beat up, but you know. Here's the cute little gimmick. Here's to him. Uh, you watch any football the past weekend, Ian? No, no,
1: I didn't. Rams versus Bengals. I, that's what the matchup I wanted. Uh, people seem to uh, think it's an unexciting Super Bowl, but I think it's more exciting than recent years. Why would it be unexciting? I don't know. Burrow's has been great. I think it's. Uh, I like the Rams
0: coach. He's, he's smart. Young guys, line in forty, I think. Um, and then Stafford has a chance to prove himself because he was with the shitty lines for ten years. Getting killed, and people are always like, "Hey, he's a good quarterback. He's just on a shitty team." Just like how marina was. Um, um, this is your chance, or you're on a decent team. Go
1: Bengals. <clears throat> you want the Kitty Cats to win? Yeah, I, I can't root had, for it. They never won. I don't think so. I don't think so. Can't root for L.A. sports team. L.A. won about 20 years ago with Kurt Warner. Yeah, a over 20 years ago. Can't do it. You can't root for L.A. None. No, not even it. Clippers. It used to be San Diego.
0: No, obviously not the Lakers. We're never going to move from Lakers.
1: Now, California uh, sports teams are tough for me in general, but LA sports teams, Jesus H Christ, uh-uh. it's a it's a version of, of the.
0: A lot of like, the Lakers to me is like the version of the Yankees. How the, how the fans are. Yes,
1: I, I grew up in Buffalo and yeah. had to deal with fucking uh, asshole fucking Yankees fans, and now I uh, live in San Diego and I have to deal with fucking asshole Lakers. And also, fans. Dodgers fans are like that too. Dodgers yes, is the now they are, co- especially yeah, because that, the Dodgers have the, gotten better. But, like, yeah, now they've gotten really. But listen to radio the past year
0: two years here like people expected the Dodgers to just waltz into the World Series and win it. I'm like, that's the people how they talk about the Yankees every year. Like when the when the fan base is expecting to always win, I don't like the fan base. That's why people don't like Dallas uh, Cowboys fan base. They're like, oh we're gonna be great all the time and it's like No. Cowboys haven't been good in a while. Well no no they haven't been. that's what the one thing funny about Stephen A. Smith always trolling the uh their fan base every year and laughing when they lose. That was a bad loss this year in the playoffs. Boy Dak Prescott that was a bad Did they loss. lose too? Oh, uh, uh, they were not expected to lose. Not I to don't forget. pay
1: attention to the Cowboys. I, I just forget know that they but, haven't been good.
0: But. but it was like it was bad. It was a bad. It was a bad ending. That seemed like these Cowboys ending these playoff games is always a bad ending. As a Giants fan, I love it though. Sure. Um, so we um, bring up football because uh, obviously John Madden passed away about a month ago. Um, uh, right afterwards, I got in the mail the uh, video games uh, signature auction for the end of the month with. John Madden football, front and center. Corpse is still warm. <clears throat> uh, coming up for auction. And um, fuck. This, this always happens. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, it does. It, it's obviously Craven, whatever. Heritage has to make money. It's not a shock. They, they've, they've had some um, questionable business decisions the past few years. We'll just, just say that. But this auction went off. Our pal uh, Steve Lynn texted me the result as, as, as it was happening. Uh, here, um, and this is the 1990, the first Genesis release, cardboard box John Madden football, before it was numbered. It wasn't numbered for the first, about three three years of
1: it. And um, it went for over 400 grand. Jesus Christ. Over 400 grand. Why?
0: For, for common ass John Madden football on the
1: Sega Genesis. Oh, that's so bad. Four hundred grand. It's not rare. This exists somewhere else out there. Well,
0: the people will say, "Would have been a sealed cardboard one." It's like, I, I'm getting to the point where I, I a don't care. I've sealed cardboard one. I don't I'm, care. I'm like... getting to the point where I don't care. It's a common ass game. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm getting to that point where I'm done trying to. Yeah, four eighty with with the uh, buyer's premium. So that means it was bid up to Pat Math four hundred thousand dollars. Jesus. Half a million dollars someone paid for a 9.2 sealed John Madden football. Um, of course, the first thing any reasonable person would say that was not the first iteration of the game. Why would it go for that amount of money? And the answer is because people think it could be worth money. It doesn't yes. make any
1: sense. Madden first came out on the Apple II in like 88 um the thing we forget about people who do this is these are people who we think this is a lot of money they have even more because that's that's the amount of money they can risk on something not being worth money Um, in the future which it probably will not be i would be surprised if a sealed madden ever sold for anywhere near that close ever again
0: yeah as foldable human said on the nft video last week about like what what's actually going on with the nfts it's like the 1% is fighting the 5%ers for, like, dominance. And, like, the 5%ers want to become the 1%, basically. That's what this is. These yes. are, let's say, the 5%ers. These are the 5%ers that have – they're not, like, billionaires or worth hundreds of millions, but they had enough money to risk on this shit in order to move themselves up the ladder, right. basically. And that was a great quote he said about the 5% versus 1%. That's a good way to crystallize it. The 5%ers can risk this sort of money. They'll be fine if they lose half a million on a Madden. Um, they'll be fine if they lose 1.5 million on a fucking Mario 64 sealed, or 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 two million on the on the, not even the first release of of, of Super Mario Brothers, or like, the, it's like the fucking f- third or fourth or fifth release, whatever it was. Like they can take these in- insane risks because if one pays off, there you go, the one paid off. But they they're risking it; it's a gamble. Yeah. Um, it's nuts. It's nuts, and obviously this would not go. I've gone for nearly as much if Madden didn't die. Obviously. That's another reason why it's bullshit. Mhm. It would not have. They 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 held it off.
1: No, you're definitely um, dealing with uh yeah, post 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 passing away hype, which uh, is a thing that affects all sorts of collectible markets. And then so they all went all, all these maddens went off in the past
0: few months looking at these just search for Madden. So the the one that's actually hard to find, uh the championship edition of Madden, uh, that's like 92. It's in a gold box. I own it. That seal went for 50 grand last April. That to me is still nuts, but at least that's a harder to find. It's not extremely rare, but it's it's rare. The yeah. It probably doesn't come into Luna that often. The championship one. Probably not too often. Mm. Once every couple of years, maybe sure. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but then the one other one that I always like when I see stuff I own come up that's actually sealed. The John Madden Duo CD version, the Turbo Duo one, uh, went for two grand. I got it. It's behind Ian somewhere, sealed. I bought mine for like 40, 50 bucks about, you know, six years ago. Probably something like that.
1: Yeah. I remember and you just needed to add it to the collection. I couldn't find one
0: that wasn't sealed. They're they're only sealed. Those are ones like that are so late, the TTI ones, ninety-three. You can only find them sealed, some of those, because they never released anywhere. And there's all new old stock. And then that person that just spent that two grand on that one, probably a week or two before could have got it for like a couple hundred bucks on eBay. Sealed. That's the thing. Like we're talking, it it doesn't. None none of it makes sense. We know it doesn't make sense. These are not real game collectors. But I just think that's that's something I have to point out. Yeah. Now that's weird. Half a million dollars. It's not even the first version of the game. It's like the third version. I believe there was two on the computer before the Genesis one. Um, Two or three. I don't know. At least two. And it's just, yeah, it's just wacky. It's almost like I don't want to talk about it anymore because I don't want to almost like give it more, more air. More weight, yeah. Yeah, than what it is because obviously all the news outlets did a terrible job not looking into it to begin with and gave it too much um without asking it. But, yeah, that's what it is. The five percenters. There it goes. The new thing. I, th- I think I'm a, I think I'm a 12 percenter, Ian. I'm a 13 percenter. That...
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're a 13 percenter. 13, okay. I'm a 14 percenter. Um, Sony. Sony. Buying bungee cords? No, they're buying bungee. So this is what video games has turned into: rate their their arms arms races. I fucking hate it. Um, it's just going to be Sony and Microsoft buying shit up uh, until the end of time. <laughs> until um, the end of time. <laughs> and. Uh, it's not. It's not good. I, I see. I, I. I don't have a whole lot different to say about this than I did about Bethesda or I did um, Activision Blizzard. Um, eventually you have to grow up and realize that this isn't fucking sports and that this will have an impact. This isn't the Yankees buying all the free agents, <clears throat> right? Every year. Uh, this is to, to, to,
0: to win the Super Bowl.
1: Um so World, World Series. Concentrating <laughs> lots of stuff underneath one banner is, yeah. is never a, a good idea. And the fact that it's just getting more and more concentrated between two companies is it's not good. Um oh, stifles creativity. Yep. Um that's the big thing. It's less it's less risk taking. People always um, well, that's the thing. People always try to argue, and I still see this argument being made. Well, no, maybe we'll get a sequel to blah blah blah. That's never how it works. When a company is bought, you don't see the return of these old projects that you love now because they have more money. You see a very cold and calculated streamlining of them only putting out what makes them money because that's what attracted the other business to buying them in the first place. Yes, the ones that make money is what attracts them. The, you're you're the, not going yeah. to see a new era of creative freedom from any of these fucking businesses that get bought up that's just not how it works yeah, there's more bureaucracy there's more bean counting there's more
0: levels of bureaucracy where it's like oh we, yeah we want to we want to go with, with the surefire hit. it goes back to the Hollywood system where now everything's either really tiny or super big there's nothing in the middle anymore
1: and that's what we're okay. getting with video games it's all it's all um, small couple hour long indie game type stuff or it's you know triple A titles of which I feel like we get five a year now maybe Five a year per per console. That's what you get. It's, right.
0: Um. This is a deal for three point six billion, slightly smaller than, than than the deal for Activision, which was what eighty billion, whatever it was, seventy billion. Up, it was tens of billions.
1: Yeah, it was seventy. Because Sony, 76 couldn't, billion, I Sony think. couldn't afford that.
0: That that would be, that would hurt them a lot more than uh, Microsoft. Microsoft's worth a lot more than Sony. Um. So Bungie was the original Halo dev, which was funny because people were saying, "Oh, the original Halo dev," right? Well, was Microsoft, and now. And then Destiny. Those are those are um, the Destiny franchises. Is, 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 I guess is what they. That's probably one of the bigger ones here. And then what?
1: What else? Would they Destiny get? has been it. That's it. They're basically yeah. They're basically uh, buying this for Destiny, as as far as I can tell. Or whatever they're going to do. Or, or or Sony knows what they're working on for the future, and they see money in it. But that's. I think that's why Sony bought them. They want to have some sort of. Um, you know, exclusive or at least have a stake in, you know, whatever the next big games game as a service is uh,
0: from yeah. April of last year. They're launching a new, uh, a new game IP in 2025. They're playing something for three years from now. Okay. So that's like, going to be their next big thing. Cool. We'll see that. And remember, years. Destiny is a games as a service. Yes. That's a big thing. So that's like a continual money maker. You don't just buy it once; you buy this one of season passes, whatever. Yeah, and you, you buy you it. buy the
1: updates as yeah. everything goes on. I think that's what Sony wants. They want to have their right. hand in in you know a, than- a scene, a scene games as a, a, a successful games as service provider. Yeah, uh, Destiny 2, I know a lot of people who play it, and all they seem to do is complain about Destiny. But it does it makes money. I mean, people play that game; it's a success. They've had two. What when the first one come out? Two thousand. 12 14 the first one 2011 Something. or 12 it was
0: around there and then so they had a second one came out like five years ago whatever it's
1: uh maybe 2013 it came I'll out say. it came out around the time Absolutely. um came out around the time the playstation 4 and the xbox one came out destiny 2
0: was wow. i was almost right it was four and a half years ago september 2017 was the sequel it was so, destiny two. Okay. so if, if they're every five years or so you might get another one i guess the next uh year or two i don't know i'm not I've seen. I, I, I tried watching people stream Destiny 2 When it first time, I was kind of fascinated by the concept of having a, a game like that. Uh, you know, sort of like a RPG first person shooter thing that's kind of appealing. Mm-hmm. Then I was watching. I didn't get it. I was like, okay, uh, you're like, you know, killing off hordes of enemies here and there. And I was like, I kind of understood and kind of did it. But if, I was intri- I was intrigued at first. You know, I was intrigued. But the, I, I'm definitely not intrigued by this buying seasons constantly to keep going. I
1: don't like that stuff. But I understand they're adding more content. I, I mean, think, that I don't I, I get it. But I don't, so, it depends on how you do it. I honestly uh, don't mind being expected once a year to pay more into a game that I'm continuously enjoying if they're adding stuff to it. it It's it's a matter of how uh, much they're uh, going to nickel and dime me. Gotcha.
0: Oh, Bungie did Oni back in the day. Okay.
1: I don't think yeah. mm-hmm. they still
0: own that. Did they own Oni or is that Microsoft? Uh, okay. Yeah. Now, Destiny and Destiny 2, that's all they got. I'm looking at what they've come out with. That's it. Yeah. They, they, Destiny was 2014, Destiny 2 was 2017, and the only thing before that was Crimson Steam Pirates on iOS and Google Chrome in 2011. So they bought this for Destiny, okay, and whatever the new franchise will be in the future. That's it. Yep, they can't make the big plays that you know Microsoft are doing for you know, but they can they can just pick pick them up here and there, I guess. It's a much smaller impact versus obviously what Microsoft has just done. Sure. But there's people that like Destiny there that are probably like, oh no, it's gonna be, it's gonna be exclusive, and you know, I guess so. That's uh, and people are saying it's obviously not. A, people are saying, oh, this is you know, it's it's not. This wasn't a reaction. These these things go in the
1: works for months. Oh you know, yeah, this not, this yeah. The people you know. who are like, look, Sony answered back. How long do you think it takes yeah. to fucking do this? You hey th- hey, Mister Bungie, we want to
0: buy. You. That's not how it works. Microsoft went and bought Activision, so now what we want to buy they, you. Can we get this wrapped up in a week or so? Yeah, we did a lunch meeting with danishes and, and croissants on the table. Like they said, "Oh, we, <laughs> we settled on a price." That's not how this stuff works. The frost hasn't even melted off the danish. <clears throat> well, I mean, I'm making fun of people not knowing how businesses work, but because obviously there, there can be complex. But like, no, I, I will
1: a little oh, bit. Okay. Just fucking think, think about okay. it for a goddamn minute. Talk down to them, Ian. <laughs> think about Talk- it for a goddamn <laughs> minute. <laughs> Just think. Billions of dollars at stake? You
0: think they, they can't get it done in a week and a half? You know? That's not how it works. It's like one guy making a decision. Okay, I don't want the- you to come to a decision right now.
1: Sleep on it for a night. I'll
0: give you the weekend. Get back to me. They found the $3.6 <laughs> billion. We'll talk on Monday. That's oh, how it works. God, Can you imagine if that's how it was? You had a weekend decide for $3.6 billion. The, the whole company be like, all right. I'm going to go mini golf. Yeah, <laughs> go out for some sushi and, yeah, yeah. and talk, talk, it over with, talk it over with my spouse. Get a burger and a beer. Hey, hey, hey hon, you think of that three point six billion? You think, you think? Oh, yeah. No, that's not how this works. There's so many, so many lawyers involved and accountants and decision makers and and board of directors meetings and high. This is high level shit. There's a whole series called Billions that looks fascinating. Paul Giamatti about like the high, like high high end business stuff and what goes on and the pressures and stuff. and I don't. I don't envy the when you get to those decisions with that.
1: I don't at all. Yeah. Well, it's time for the real podcast. The the real podcast. The real podcast. It seems like the meats, uh, the potatoes, the, 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 the non-fungible, non-fungible,
0: non-fungible tokens, non-fungibles. Fung- yeah. The non-fungible tokens could be a, could be a segment. I think it's gonna be a, a big year in the news this year with NFTs. We're gonna we're gonna reach critical mass, I think this year, Ian. We're yeah. gonna reach the event horizon. That's the only metaphor I can come up with, where like this is either, this is the make or break year for NFTs. I believe, and we're only a year in. We're only really a year in of it being in the public consciousness. That's what's so nuts about this. It was like spring of last year when it really caught. Yeah, fire. we haven't even been like a full year. It's it's insane. Um, so we got a few things to talk about here first. Let's talk about the, micro- the Minecraft NFT
1: scam first. This is from Kotaku, from uh, Zach uh, Zweizen. So this one, holy shit. Um, talk about a case of getting caught and then apologizing. Um, so Block, there was an NFT project called uh, Blockverse. And basically uh, its, its big thing with NFTs was that you'd buy an NFT and you would use that NFT to access a um, A standalone Minecraft server. Now, keep in mind that this is not, this is, this is a Minecraft associated uh, NFT project, but it, it's not, it's not associated with the actual Minecraft. It's just a. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. It's, right. it's,
0: we'll get into that because obviously some people probably were tricked into thinking that it was actually like Microsoft's Minecraft when it's not. Yeah.
1: You know. So, unofficial, unofficial project. Um, um, a uh, exclusive server, you would need an NFT to join. Um, people have been selling access to exclusive servers for Minecraft forever. There is absolutely nothing that the NFT does here to uh, improve how that works that process. or change that it's process. It's an artificial step in the in between. It's, it's it's just an We're artificial verified step. in the blockchain, right? It's an artificial step to try to hose people of money. So um, they sold these, and they sold out uh, in uh, less than 10 minutes. They sold out in less than 10 minutes. Uh, They sold 10,000 NFTs, and they made an estimated $1.2 million. And these are
0: little Minecraft characters with the backgrounds. Procedurally generated, obviously.
1: Yeah, they're procedurally generated wow. Minecraft characters, and I, my guess is that that would be who you played as in the game.
0: Maybe, okay. or maybe not. Some of these have no associations with, with these projects, but maybe.
1: Um, um, no, I mean, like you could probably. That's that was probably their whole point. That's the so, avatar. Yeah, you, you, yeah you, you that you get your NFT. That's your avatar. You can use it in this exclusive server. Okay. Uh, a few days later, um the creators behind the project uh, deleted the website, the game server. And the official Discord, also known now. This is actually a term, a rug pull in the NFT.
0: It's there's so much, there's so many scams in NFTs. Is that there's an, actually a term, like a cute term called the rug pull, when you get fucked over, bought an NFT or, or in a project, and it turns out that oh, they just stole your money. Right. So,
1: um, pulled the rug out from under you. You tripped up. That's what. It, so they took all the money and ran after a few days. Um, then after a, a bunch of people flipped out, after a few days of that, they used the information that they had available to them, including a wallet uh, address on Coinbase, um, and used it to track down the devs. And finally rung um, a statement out of the devs. And they said, um, basically, uh, you know, well, everyone got real angry at us because these NFTs costed more than they expected to. I guess the gas fees were really high on them. The, the is, what they ch- what what the NFT minting site charges basically to you know make the NFT. This is called Blockverse, by the way. Yeah, Blockverse. Blockverse. Uh, yeah, I mentioned that. Okay. And uh, so they talk about how they just uh, you know people were being mean to them essentially, so they took everything and ran. But they ha- they always had the intention to open it back up. I always had the intention to open it back up, and they were like, hey, all, we feel that we owe everyone an apology, and, ex- and more importantly, an explanation. Blockverse was supposed to be a great project, as before our launch, we invested an enormous amount of time and resources working on it. Everything was fully legitimate. Our contract was verified, the game infrastructure was fully set up, and our launch went well, albeit with some small bumps along the road. After the launch, we went straight to work continuing development on Phase 2, a future expansion of Blockverse. In the midst of our continued development, we failed to realize and contain all the FUD. I can never remember what FUD stands for. I'll look it up.
0: It's one of these terms, uh, FUD,
1: Fear Something Doubt. Yeah, something, yeah. Uh, fear uncertainty, and doubt uh yeah contain all the fud that was going on through a multitude of issues including but not limited to gas fees being high uh the minecraft server not being able to hold everyone at once and the lack of utility of diamonds which i think is like an in-game currency that they've said they they were including or something eventually things started spiraling out of control so they didn't know how to handle their shit and shut it all down and ran and the only reason we got this statement is because people found them through little bits of info they had lost Or left. else they would never have had a lying
0: public statement. Yeah. So yeah, Here's the problem with this stuff. Um, once everyone's had time to calm down, we'll return, they say. I'm not saying there could be a potential class action lawsuit against this. Obviously, I'd go after them if I was Microsoft and, and fucking make sure no one else tries this stuff because it's using your IP to fucking rip off people. But the problem, a lot of the problems with NFT is like, like, wh- like where, where do, you, like, where do you sue? Uh, that, that came up in the Foldable humans uh, video as well. Like, where's the legal standing? Is it where sure. the person lives? Is it where the NFT server is? Like, wh- like where's the legal standing? Because it's all digital out in the in the, in the ether and on the, on the blockchain. Because it's decentralized. So, like, how do you go after these people? Or can you? I'm, I'm
1: actually—I don't know. I don't know. If it, you can, it depends. Like i i, I uh, always joke about the "all my apes are gone" guy, yeah. but like he—he he didn't get his money back. But he like reached out to the centralized uh, people in charge of OpenSea, and they put a block on those uh, NFTs, so they can't be traded through that website. And
0: unless there was this trail, they'd have no idea who the fuck was doing this, right? And they would—they they might still get away scot free with the 1.2 million. You know, this individual or small team, whatever, you know, I don't know how many people it takes to do these, the procedural, I mean, maybe like two people, I don't know, one person, getting away with one and a half million dollars for for selling a, f-
1: a fucking ugly little pixel, guys. And they're like, we're disappointed that the community jumped to false accusations so quickly. You fucking packed up and left. It's no
0: well, false accusations. Fly, fly by night. It was, what did it say? Within 72 hours, they were gone? Yeah.
1: But we still believe in our project, and in order Uh for everyone else to regain that faith, we are in talks with professionals in the space about how we may proceed. Our intention is to work with other trusted developers and community members, granting them access to our website servers and all of our back-end infrastructure. So basically, we came up with an idea. We're going to make $1.2 million off of it, and then we're just going to hand it off to someone else, and you can do it. Because here it states, however, it is reported that while the creators are open to handing over the project to the community, they want to keep all the money. Literally, come up with an idea, run away, get caught, and say, well, we made the money so you can have this game and so figure it out. So this server out. was
0: online for like a, like a, like, like a couple days, and that's it? I guess. 72 hours, is that what is it about? Looks yeah. like it was just, and then we're just done? Yeah. We're just done.
1: So that's one. That's one NFT thing. One. That's come up this week. Um. And plus, I mean, before we get into actually
0: how much money they actually spent, I mean, to do a Minecraft server is in a, probably a huge amount of money, right? What's that? To run a Minecraft server, Oh, probably right? not. Okay. Yeah. So I it's like, I would it even be 10 grand? Like how much
1: to get a fucking Minecraft server No, I don't think going? it would be that expensive. So where all the money go? Exactly. Where'd it go? So um, in addition to that, uh, another one that I have here is uh, Team17. I'm not skipping i'm just gonna let you start those other ones uh team oh, 17 oh, is the one you added yeah team 17 is the publisher of um the worms games yes sir yeah bye hey. uh and some other stuff and they announced basically without talking to any of the devs or any of the people who work there that they were going to get into uh nfts the, the, the higher ups of Team 17. Yeah. said we're going to do NFTs. So AgroCrab, Crab, a developer that recently had one of their games published by um, Team 17. Uh, they did uh, Going Under was the name of their game. Um, They're the dev. Okay. Yeah, I've been meaning to try it. That was published by Team 17. Okay. Released a statement. Uh, it's a good statement. Okay, I'll find the Team 17 announcement while you're doing that. Team uh, sigh is what the tweet says. And then there's a picture. We at AgroCrab condemn Team 17's decision to produce and engage with NFTs. We believe NFTs cannot be environmentally friendly or useful and really are just an overall fucking grift. That's what they said that's literally what grift. it says. An overall good, fucking grift. Good, hey, Hold good, on. Okay. Please do not harass employees at Team 17 or the devs under their umbrella, as this decision seems to have taken everyone off guard and likely came from the very top. Mm -hmm. Needless to say, we will not be working with them on further titles and encourage other indie developers to do the same unless this decision is reversed. I fucking hate it here. Hey, good good for you, AgroCrab. Good for you. You don't take no shit from nobody. No, that was great. That's a that's a that's a, uh, a, a good great for statement. you. A little bit of swearing in there gets the point across. There's no reason to play nice with this shit anymore.
0: I will always quote that out. One of the best scenes ever from from Goodfellas, the spider scene. That's one of the best things ever. Um, so they announced. I'm looking at the initial announcement. I missed this. I, I love worms. I, we both love worms. Great game, Worms Armageddon. I mean, one of my all-time Worms Armageddon is like a perfect, near perfect game. Yep, uh, to me. For what I it still does. sit around at night and play it against the computer. Super cheap for the win. Uh, anyway, um, uh, they announced a partner with Reality Gaming Group, a digital a digital asset trading dat platform based in the UK, to create NFT collectibles. Based on the long-running tactics, Artillery Tactics series, in doing so, has opened a can of worms doop, between them and several and several of the studios who published them. Oh, there's there's more than one that complained. Mm-hmm. That's just oh. the one that I have. Okay. They emphasize that me- the Meta Worms, goddammit, would be high-quality and low-energy-consuming collectibles, intending to give fans a chance to own a p- unique piece of video game memorabilia. How can you guarantee that it would be low energy consuming team 17 how do you though you can't it's, how it's do you literally just to say that
1: and this is something um, when nfts first came out last year and I did like a lot of initial reading on them yeah. one of the things that people warned about was that you're going to get a lot of people who talk about how it's going to be environmentally friendly soon yeah or just like crypto or you're going to find well that's that's exactly it because it comes off of ethereum and the ethereum Uh, that's one of the big ones and the ethereum network has been talking for years about how real soon but it's 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 just it's been that thing to give some people i think that sense of comfort like okay this is bad now but it's going to be soon well it's been soon for like five years and they, 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 they haven't done anything these are just things that they are saying to get you to swallow the pill Sure. Without complaining. And all that carbon offsetting shit, it's going to places overseas where like it's when you look into the carbon offsetting, carbon offsetting is largely a scam, too. It's going to take 10 years to matter Mm -hmm. in that point in time, how much more destruction is going to happen to the world? We're
0: going to plant some fucking trees. But meanwhile, we're using all this tons of energy. It's like that doesn't mean anything right now. It doesn't mean a fucking it doesn't mean anything. It's not worth it.
1: Yeah, no. my understanding um, is that the, the trees aren't being planted in places that make sense for the trees to be planted. And, like, the whole thing is just a lot of fluff to make yeah. it sound better than it is. They're trying to dress it up. And, and, and of course, it's like, uh, what, what guarantee we're going to
0: have you're going to, like, do that shit anyway? What guarantee we have you're going to keep your word doing that shit? Like, all of it's... No, you're not going to trust trust anyone when it comes to this stuff. Um, let's see. So, uh, Agro Crab Games Developers t- 2020 is going under, at least a statement. Uh, Platonic Games, which published its ukulele oh. and ukulele, the impossible lair. Nice. Also released a statement uh, strongly expressing a lack of interest in NFTs and that the company does not endorse the use of NFTs in the wider world. Oh, see? Okay. By the way, how cute is the aggro crab little guy? How He's adorable.
1: I retweeted that. The, adorable. I retweeted that. My friend uh, who v- plays very few games responded immediately to me like, oh, I love him. I want a I T-shirt <laughs> of that, <angry> crab. <laughs> he's
0: very cute. Adorable, holding a little knife. Obviously, that's a meme because there was a thing with a crab. Mm-hmm. In the knife. Uh, Play, Playtonic said this. Playtonic said, Twitter load, um, to our community here, we have no interest in utilizing NFTs in any aspect of our business now or in the future, nor do we endorse the use of NFTs in the wider World. In light of this, please be respectful when, when engaging with staff and community managers unwittingly affected, unwittingly affected by NFT. Now, so they're not saying we're not going to work with with uh, Team 17, uh, but but they based... haven't
1: they haven't said anything. Well, they're not saying no, we they, like it. Right. Uh, no. And it's still important to have that statement said. And it's important that they mentioned not harassing people, because every time so this there's a statement like this, it very much is. I, I think this is what's happening. This is what's happening. A lot of these fucking rich Silicon Valley type guys. Yeah. The crypto bros or whatever. Got NFT into bros. crypto. Yeah. They're all sitting on various piles of these coins. The five that they, percenters. They want to, they're sitting on various uh, piles of these coins, and they're looking at how can we make money off of this? And the current answer is NFT. So you probably have the people who are sitting at the top of you know all of these companies not talking to anyone because it, it doesn't concern them. They're like, well, I've got this, so I'm going to do it. And they make it a company-wide decision, and it fucks everyone else. And then people have to scramble to say, "I don't like this." You're going to
0: yeah. see that a lot this year. We're already we're 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 four weeks into the year, and you're seeing this already. Yep. Um, and there's more, Ian. There's wait, more. There's more. But wait, there's more. Uh, that's coming out soon too. This, the the uh, screams uh, is finally coming out. It already did. Oh, it did? Yeah. I think it was delayed. Was it good? I don't know if you. I haven't screen. seen it. I, yet. I like the first scream. I, I like the uh, first one. I haven't seen the new one. Um, there's more. Ubisoft. Execs, we talked about this at the end of the year. Remember that Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft tried their fucking little.
1: Yeah, they tried their hand and they sold one thousand seven hundred some odd for? dollars. It end up being skins or whatever to the fucking guns. It was gun skins boxes. or something for yeah, I some know. of their games.
0: And then you, we, we, Ian said in December, they sold like 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 two dozen of the damn things because no one cares.
1: Yeah, they made a th- they made um, like a, a twenty six I think total. They made like a seventeen hundred bucks.
0: Um. So they, there was an interview conducted by Australian tech site Finder. With two Ubisoft execs, Didier Genevois, like the name of Genevois, and Nicolas Pouard, uh, on the Ubis Quartz and Digits NFT systems. Um, According to this article, they failed to clarify how an online game's NFT implementation differs on a gameplay basis from existing digital rights management solutions, particularly those baked into storefronts like Steam and Ubisoft Connect. When pressed directly on what benefit a player might expect from engaging with Ubisoft digits, Pouard first said that, in quotes, gamers don't get what a digital secondary market can bring to them. Wow.
1: Wow. <laughs> no, we understand. We just think you're fucking dumb, and we hate that you talk down to us like this. You fucking idiots. Wow.
0: Eventually, Pouard answered with one p- potential benefit, the opportunity to resell their items once they're finished with them or they're finished playing the game itself. Here's the thing, Puard. Once people are finished with the game, the ecosystem doesn't exist Nothing anymore. More. The market is gone. Yeah. So the, it's it's the same thing with any NFT. You don't. What's the quote I saw? You never want to be the last person who owns the NFT. Right. Because what the fuck do you do with it? And it's not worth anything because you can't sell to anyone anymore.
1: Well, and yeah, then, well, uh, I mean, that's the whole point that they're trying to do with these NFTs. Is that well, then you can use uh, this NFT on the new game. Oh God. That's the thing that 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 was the that that was the hubbub around game NFTs a few weeks ago, which would be nearly impossible to do between between developers, and it would be really hard to do between games under the same developer because models are different, things act differently. It's just. It's all pie in the sky. Almost all of this NFT shit is about something that uh, could happen. It's uh, like the fucking voice stuff that we talked about yeah. the other week with Troy Baker. There, if you bought that NFT, there is no place that you can go and plug your NFT in right now and start using the voice of Troy Baker in the metaverse. Yeah, it's you're, they're talking oh. about shit that might happen in three years, uh, maybe.
0: And then they're pressed on. Okay, NFTs can be used to buy and sell like the games, digital games. Pouard implied that such a thing could happen one day. Yeah. But that's part of the use case we can explore, but it's not the focus today. You know why? The buying and selling of games doesn't make them as much of digital games. That doesn't make them money in each sale like it was or selling the actual NFTs themselves, right. selling the digits and stuff. That's how they make their money here. Um, it's insulting that gamers wouldn't know what's up with tech and how it can be used. <laughs> yep, You have to follow tech to be into, especially like gaming on a PC. or just You got to at least follow what's happening in the world. Um, who are also indicated that the greater goal of NFT sales is connecting them to other marketplaces. He responded to a query about whether play-to-earn schemes could appear in Ubisoft games with NFT acquisitions as an endpoint by saying adding a real-world value reward might be the next addition on top of all the value a game already offers. And that's the thing about this. We talked about how disgusting this is. We didn't get into the finer details, though, about what – like, do you want to play a game for fun where – or what like the main basis is to make money. How is that game fun? It, it, it'll be such strategized strategize to a point to make money that it's not going to be fun anymore. Right. If, if the fun is making money, it's a job.
1: It's a job. and then Well, and if you uh, can make money in the game, then what people are going to do is look for the most effective way to make money in the game, which is going to lead to every game that is play to earn being broken down to one specific way to min-max it, and you're no longer playing a game. And then you're it beca- solving a puzzle, and then you're running that puzzle for as long as that game exists. And then it becomes just farming, and then corporations pop up within the ecosystem.
0: We, yes. We saw that in, in Foldable Humans video. There was a one disgusting uh, game um, that, it's only, it's, it's, um, I think it's big in, I think it's said it was big in the Philippines, where it's like, oh, we're bringing people out of poverty and stuff. And it's like, that's great. The only way, like with any NFT or crypto, the only way the value increases on something if more and more people get into it. More new, you need new, fresh bodies. Right. You need more bodies to come in in order to sustain the ecosystem. So what happens then, it becomes unsustainable because at some point you get more new people in, but there's, their value and their stuff can't go up because there's no one behind them to sell it to. Eventually, it's going to collapse. It's just, when does it collapse? Yeah. That's all of this stuff. Because these aren't real things. Nope. Economies work because they're real fucking things that have use to them. I can't I can't stress that enough. It's a simple thing, but I get pushback on some people saying, you don't understand it. No, I think I understand it. I think
1: 99% of us understand it, it. You know? Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's crazy to see this level of pushback and have people be like, well, they're just not doing their research. No, I think at this point, people have done their research. They know exactly what's going on.
0: Uh, so the one tweet in Football Humans video, they, they called out someone directly. They acted like a fucking, uh, they said like a pit boss saying like, uh, people grinding like, for only this amount won't be tolerated anymore, like on their team or whatever. You're basically the boss of these other players to make sure they grind and do enough to earn fucking uh, their, their, their bits yeah, and whatever. It's not a game. It's just a job. It's a job at that point with a with a boss in some cases. That sounds really relaxing. That's how I want to spend my time playing a game. You know, I, I, if I want to play a game, Ian, I don't know, just a random game. I don't know Danny Sullivan's in heat. I want to sit down, have an enjoyable experience. Then we turn it off. That's it. Done. Out of sight, out of mind. I don't have to worry about my fucking profits tanking. <laughs> no, I don't have to worry about having a, a fucking boss to answer to on yeah. twi- that's tweeting out, cracking a whip <clears throat> on Twitter. And they respond to that person saying, oh, I have a pinned uh, charity uh, a pin, so I'm a good person. It's like, fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Please. Uh, are we done yet? No, no, we're not done yet. Because you think you couldn't go six months w- without talking about uh, Atari failing. Uh, more Atari NFTs are on the way. Yeah. Because you idiots out there bought the original ones last year. You bought, So they're doing more. I would. I was like, okay, I got more idiots. Um. It's just the 50th anniversary of Atari and Pong this year coming out in the arcade. Um, 50th anniversary NFT collection dropping at gift shop. You can get a 10% discount there.
1: Yay, 10%. <laughs> um,
0: the first response, a high response reading from Josh Gaming. Reading that made me physically ill. Nobody wants NFTs and especially not implemented in games. Let me tell you this, Atari. You're on you're on the right track with these like you know re- remastered versions of games like Asteroids and Centipede. They look nice. I want to play the Aster. Ian might want to want to play one of them, like Breakout. That's stay in stay there. We won't complain. Like that's that's what you want to yeah. do with your 40 year old game properties. Oh my God, Centipede's 40 years old. Like that's what you want to do. Like that's what you want to focus on. Not i um, going to the gift shop. And uh, what, what do you what, what how much do these cost? Uh, oh, they're only at this point $257. each. 0.09 ETH yeah, Ethereum. $257. And oh. then this is like a blind box. It's a collection. blind box. It's you a gift. It's literally a gift unwrapping. Yep. And there's there's fucking this is oh my god. So this is combining loot crate stuff and NFTs. It's the, it's the best of both worlds, Ian. <clears throat> yeah. There's a rarity table for like what's your odds of getting a common, a rare, or an epic. Great. Fantastic, Ian. Step here's how it works according to Atari. Step one, buy, a, buy a, a GFT, a gift, with either a credit card or a crypto. Step two, you can gift a gift. Or three, you unwrap your gift. And there's this roadmap gra- roadmap graphic, which I guess, it, where's where does it end up in profit? That's basically what happens.
1: You know, level three, let the games begin. Here you go. This is what you get. GFT holders get will be eligible to compete in game competitions, leaderboards, and uh, top scores will gain access to special rewards. So again, it's all stuff that you don't need an NFT for. But that's not why people are buying this. We know that. No, We know that it's an attempt to make money. They
0: want to get the epic one or the rare one so they can sell it. Yep. No one's going to go. Oh, my God, Ian, I got the rare one. And then that's all they want to do with this. Have it on their hard drive. No. And just have, like no, that's not
1: It that's immediately not that, turns into something that you can try market.
0: to flip for profit. Yes. So Atari had to get Atari, you're doing so well. You're doing you're doing better at least. Not so well. They're doing better. Just licensing your properties for a remix. Alright. Um, I feel we're gonna have this happen more and more this year. And I think I will be, I don't care if no one wants to hear about it, I think it's my duty to fucking slam this each time. Mm-hmm. This stuff is not fun. It's not good. There's no long-term benefit. There's no short-term benefit, except for greedy individuals who want to uh, just implement the greater fool theory, consulate people behind them. Is that that good? That's it. Let's face it. Taking trips to the post office is probably not how you want to spend your time. It's not how I want to spend mine. That's why I recommend mailing and shipping online at Stamps.com. Stamps.com allows you to mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, and pay a lot less with discounted rates from USPS, UPS, and more. Stamps.com has saved businesses thousands of hours and tons of money. You get the services of the post office and UPS all in one place at Stamps.com plus Big discounts on mailing and shipping rates. I've been using Stamps.com for almost 10 years. I ship out packages, DVDs, Blu-rays, T-shirts, pins, larger packages. It's really saved me a lot of time. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Office and UPS right to your computer. It's a must-have for any business, whether you're a small office sending out invoices, an online seller shipping out orders, or even a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, you can just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. It's not just convenience, though. With Stamps.com, you get discounts up to 40% off post office rates and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's the wonder why nearly 1 million small businesses already use Stamps.com. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with our promo code CU Podcast, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in CU Podcast. That's Stamps.com, promo code CU Podcast. Never go to the post office again with
1: Stamps.com. Ian, we have a patron, don't we? Patreon.com slash CU Podcast. You go, you pay, get a full... (laughs) Did full you pay? video podcast. You, pay? you get uh, weekly writings. You get a hangout. Are we hanging out this weekend or next weekend?
0: We hung out uh, a week and a half ago, I thought, didn't we? It'll be a couple of weeks, I think.
1: All right. At least. All right. So we're not doing that right now. <laughs> uh, I was doing the last hangout. You get was. bonus stuff. But Bonus, Ian? Yep. Bonus podcast. And you get, b- b- and, uh, you get uh, access to this uh, these polls.
0: Uh, this place, this is almost... a. Uh... It's not, it's not almost two-thirds, Pat, Pat, man. Second place, hardest NES boss fights with five exclamation points only got 37%. I was really trying with those explanation, uh, uh, explanation points, uh, exclamation, Pat. i getting tired. In first place, 63%. Would Nintendo attempt to acquire a game company like for, say, Sega or Konami or Capcom in the wake of the Sony purchase of Destiny or Bungie? And in the wake of obviously the huge acquisition of Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard, what do
1: you think, Ian? I would they. I not should they, as you said. Yeah, I don't think they will. I don't think they will. Um, I don't think they feel the need to compete on that level with um, Microsoft and Sony. Um, nothing Bungie did ever touched a Nintendo console. And Microsoft has. We'll see where Microsoft goes. How accessible, um, you know, the games under the Activision Blizzard banner are going forward. It has always seemed, at least the past couple of years, that Nintendo and Microsoft has a decent working relationship. We'll see what they get. Um, but Nintendo, you know, what sells a Nintendo system? It's the first party stuff. So is the first party stuff. It's Nintendo made stuff. It's your Marios, your Zeldas, your Metroids, your Splatoons, uh, your Gobbledygoos, um, your, po- your Pokemons. Your Pokemanses. Pokemanses. And that's what gets people into the Nintendo ecosystem. Um, I don't know a whole lot of people who are adults that don't have something else in addition to their Nintendo uh for perhaps playing third-party games or something like that I would actually really love to see that stat how what percentage of switch owners own another another current console um that's it I think there are a few companies that would almost feel like they'd be a fit for Nintendo if Nintendo were to go after a company uh, I'm not saying they should as we've spoken about I don't like these acquisitions I'm not rooting for this in any way shape or form but if Nintendo was going to go for one I think Sega would make some sense. Um I'm surprised you said that I thought you were going to say something else. Uh, I think Sega would make some sense for uh Nintendo. Um I think just in terms of, you know, Sega's overall feel, um especially if you go back to their arcade days, um but they always like but the Sonic stuff is happy. They're kind of a blue uh, to use. Would it really t- be?
0: A, would it really be a sale of Sonic? Would they really even care about most of the other stuff? You think?
1: Um,
0: because obviously Sonic has been in the, the Olympic Games, right? Also they ben could Smith. do. They
1: could do a lot of other stuff, but what I think the sale would mostly be for for Sonic, yeah, of course, because the licensing for like the Streets of Rage and like the Switch Online and that stuff is not a lot of money, probably. No. Um. So I think it would it would almost make sense. Another one is. Um, way forward has always seemed like a developer that goes hand in hand with Nintendo, uh, especially because so many way forward games came out on the DS and the three DS um, okay. way forward is Shantae, um, you know, and all those like really nice 2d games. Um, a lot of their stuff feels like Nintendo product. Um, what, what was the last main, main Sonic game that came out Let me look it up. The last main one was Sonic forces, I guess Forces. Okay. Look that up. Okay. Go on. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, WayForward and Forward is actually doing the um, they're doing the Advance Wars uh, reboot, the Advance Wars one and two. The reboot is being done by by WayForward. So I just feel like their look, their feel, their style of game, uh, a lot of it is 2D platformers. A lot of it is Metroidvania type stuff. I think they would be a really good fit for Nintendo if Nintendo was going to go and, and look for. So I would say probably Sega and WayForward. Okay, I'm surprised you said, I thought you were going to say, like, uh, Capcom instead of Sega. Mm-mm. But Capcom would kind of make sense to me, too. Because they have a, they, have a, they had a, they had a some relationship with the Resident Evil stuff back in the day, you know? They didn't have a relationship. Well, I mean, like, Resident Evil 4. Oh, sure. You know, stuff like that. And yeah. GameCube. I think a lot of people um, think about Capcom, too, because when you think about Nintendo, especially when you think about the original Nintendo, you know, a lot of your bangers on the original Nintendo were... were Capcom games. I'm not saying if they, that they, if they bought Capcom, you, you'd have like the Mega Man Resurrection and have all these different series.
0: But like, I'm obviously Nintendo could do something with probably with Mega Man. They would probably utilize it maybe more than well, not. You would you hope. Know. Again, would, yeah, that goes hope. back to what I talked uh, about
1: a little bit earlier in the podcast. With that's what you hope, but it never seems to be that way when people do buyouts. They don't focus on the smaller stuff. They focus only on the big sure. stuff and crank that out. That's why I said like, yeah, buying Sega would be just for Sonic, but like. Uh,
0: I, I guess I guess what it comes down to is like how much would the sale move the needle like I'm trying to find out like how many how well did something like sonic forces do like what did it actually
1: how many copies were sold not not a whole lot I would guess um, it, it wasn't a massive release I mean it was kind of a sonic spin-off but it was a sonic game I'm looking at the okay I, I
0: gotta find that I looked that up um it didn't get good reviews it looks like no um then they announced their open world one right that's going to come yeah. out in probably a few years or a couple years so you're buying a mascot you're buying a mascot that's maybe what the sale is you're buying a mascot because it's not like the games a sonic game will never do close to a mainstream mario game is like not like not even the same ballpark this isn't 30 years ago so what are you buying you're buying a mascot merchandising there you go you can do merchandising you, you already have them in smash so it's not like that and smash doesn't come out too often anymore anyway it's like one every five years or whatever um, there's not much you can do with Sonic. So to me, it wouldn't make sense. Uh, there's not a whole lot Nintendo would get out of that. Um, there's probably the other properties. There's, there, there's not a lot of other properties. You're going to make a lot of money on new games anymore. Like, yeah, streets of rage four comes out and, and people like it. Oh, they would get yeah.
1: persona. Like a Persona, okay. Be- they got because they got all of Atlas's stuff. So there's 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 a there's there's a lot of popular modern stuff that we don't think of as Sega properties. So the are, Atlas stuff that okay. are now Sega properties. Okay.
0: So you think Nintendo want to delve into maybe potentially like like some some of the Atlas stuff? Something. It would be good for
1: them, I think. It would be good for
0: it. Be good for them. Um, they
1: have the Shin Megami Tensei series. Which was... which? Right. And that's another reason I bring that up. Because yep. Shin Megami Tensei 5 is a Switch exclusive. Yep. So it's like they had that relationship. And Atlas, Atlas has been a... Was a huge supporter of the DS and the 3DS. So it's not just Sega. Like, yeah, you got It's not... I'm not talking about the Sega that, you know, late 90s. All their current acquisitions would make them... Um, so the relationship's already there. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, I mean, you could finalize it.
0: Sure. Um, and then... We didn't talk about Konami, which doesn't seem like they make games
1: anymore. (laughs) Obviously, Konami is the only uh, one that you could buy or like pick up right now, uh, and I think you would actually see an improvement in the output because right now there's nothing. I mean, it's not even a joke with Konami; they're they're a gambling company at this point. They obviously they they
0: license out their older games for re releases. Everyone, yeah, like they just um, did
1: a re release. They did a re release of like one of their pocket. Pocket, Powerful Pro Yaku games, the Power Pro Baseball games. But They're, like other than some of their... They're like, winning 11 stuff and their Power Pro stuff where they can just kind of update rosters and sh- ship shit out, out a new game. That's really all you're getting. I mean, you look at the... Look- I mean, Ca- Ca- Castlevania just had its anniversary and we got NFTs. We got NFTs. We got fucking NFTs. I mean, we had
0: re-releases the past year or two, limited runs. Yeah, but nothing Otherwise, new. Nothing uh, we were really expecting. Okay, this, this is what... Holy shit, this isn't even a joke. In 2019... There were all anniversary collections, arcade classics, um, <sighs> Castlevania contra, contra Road Core, um, and then there was the, the one football game in 2020. attack what the hell is attack i looked that up. And the football 2021 update. Yep. That's all. Uh, that's all Konami did in 2020. Yep, they did a roster update in a game called attack which I've never heard of, which is on Steam. Um. It looks like a cute little cartoony game did, did they or did, they the devs? An app game? They're not the dev. So that of well, uh, course not. That's almost like sounds like someone did a favor. That's what it sounds right. like. Like why would they do one steam game I never we never heard of on there. Yeah, This doesn't look uh, anything like Konami. 2021, you got uh Getsu Fumiden Undying Moon. Yeah,
1: I do remember that came out. That was like kind of big. Okay, what type of game is that? It's a platformer based off of one of their classic Famicom games that never came over here. Okay. It's got really nice art. uh, A game called Crime Sight. almost sounds like an arcade game where you shoot. Yeah, it does. Is that
0: that a shooter in the arcade? (laughs) I'm going to find out. No, it's a mystery simulation game with player versus player action. Um, Okay, they developed that. Okay. And then uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. Right. Yeah, that came out. So they're still making... Every other year they're making games, because in 2020, they literally did not make a game. I, I don't count attack, They didn't develop that. I don't count a fucking roster update as making a game. No. And the year before that, uh, Contra Rogue Core was what they did.
1: And that game looked fucking oh,
0: awful. They didn't develop that. Okay, no. excuse me. <clears throat> they didn't develop that. So you're talking about before this year, you got to go back to 2018, like Super bomb Man R, and a game called, what's Metal Gear Survive? Which one was that?
1: I don't know, but it, it's it's that's a, that's well after Metal Gear mattered because Kojima is not there.
0: I didn't know that came out. Metal Gear Survive. It's a survival action adventure with tower defense elements. Okay, oh. okay, good.
1: We love tower defense. So
0: if Nintendo bought Konami. I do, actually. You think, they, you think they would, Uh, you know, bring back Metal you know, Gear Solid? Is that something in their wheelhouse? That's not really their brand. No, like it's back. not.
1: And I don't see um, them doing that. I, do, I also don't see them putting a lot of effort into bringing Castlevania back, although Castlevania um, was featured in the most recent s- Smash, and it was, you know, kind of a big but, deal on the Nintendo.
0: But all these other ones have sort of filled the Metrovania spots because we haven't got a real Castlevania sequel. Right. So it's like, is that even worth it? You, you, you buy the rights, the re-releases, that, there's all the re-releases that's already happened. It's not worth their time. It probably wouldn't be. It probably right. wouldn't be. I would pick Capcom if they had to go one. Just do Capcom. I would do that. Sure. Personally,
1: yeah, makes but, sense.
0: But here's the other thing we didn't bring up. It's like, well, I don't know how the culture thing works. All these companies being bought out, like Bungie and like Activision Blizzard, or you know, they're like you know, they're North American companies, right? Um, so I don't know how that works. There, Japanese companies buying other Japanese companies. It's a whole different culture yeah. there. I don't know how that would go over versus just having partnerships. You know what I mean? Yeah, if that's the thing too. But we'll just say in a, in, in a perfect world, I would, I would, I my pick would be Capcom. That's what my pick. But Capcom does pretty well still. So like, they're not as bad as Konami just selling freaking pachinko machines and
1: slot machines, fortune cup deluxe machines to casinos. Are these are, are, they, are GDR machines being made still? Yeah, I believe so. You think they're making those? Still? I don't know. That's Konami,
0: right? Yeah, it is GDR machines, I and mean, they're still popular.
1: Oh. I don't know if they're putting out new versions. I don't know when the last Beatmania 2DX was. Um.
0: Do they still make DDR machines? There are f- currently 50 GDRA machines in America, mostly relegated franchise like David and Buster's. Okay. They're still it sounds like they're still making them, but there's not.
2: Yeah,
1: they probably do um, and they just get firmware updates with different. Yeah, I packages. figure like cuz the hardware machine is the same. It's, it's, at, it's at this point a, uh, it probably does not a whole lot of upgrading that needs to be done. It's yeah. a pad. Right. With arrows. Like, what else do you need, right? So they just, you're right. Like, you
0: you don't need more buttons on the top or front. It's just, you're right. It's new software firmware. All right. Well, that's it. That was interesting, Ian. Yeah. That was interesting. Uh, We have voicemails, Ian. You go to anchor.fm slash to see your podcast. You go, you click, you leave the voicemail. Hopefully, uh, it's loud enough. I I try to normalize them. People say sometimes they're too soft. I understand people are are on their phones, in their cars, they're on the computer. It's all different. I try to do my best. I'm not perfect. Don't yell at Pat. I try to do my best, Ian. Do I try to do my best? You try to do your best. Thank you, Ian. That's what I need. This is the first one.
2: Hi, Pat and Ian. This is Jonathan from Sacramento. Pat, it was a pleasure seeing you this past weekend at the Expo. Our conversation was cut a little short, but wanted to say I appreciate you signing both my copies of uh, certain NES and SNES guidebooks. Certain books. Uh, question for Ian. Mm. Is there a specific Game Boy or Game Boy Color game that holds the most sentimental value for you? Uh, so thank man. you both, and happy holidays.
1: I don't know if it's sentimental value, but like one that I probably have the, the fondest memories of. Like To me, the the quintessential Game Boy game is uh, Kirby's Pinball. Um, oh, okay. I got it, I think, for my birthday when I was a kid, the year it came out. And um, while I loved the Game Boy and I played it as a kid, I did not have a ton of Game Boy games as a kid. I had like maybe five or six. So I liked my Game Boy, but I didn't get way, way into it until I was in my teens and I could you know go out and buy more games. Um, but Kirby's Pinball was one that... Uh, It sat in that Game Boy, and that Game Boy sat in the living room forever. And my brother and I would go after each other's high scores. Uh, My local friends who would, you know, just come by and knock on the door like when we'd hang out, they'd play. So Kirby's Pinball, since it came out for my whole life, has been one of those games where I've always kind of been going for a high score on that. And uh, I just have really fond memories of it. I I love that game.
2: Hello, gentlemen. This is Daryl from Buffalo again. Daryl! This is kind of a two-part question, so I'll kind of be quick with this one. My first question is, what are your top three PS2 games? And this one's kind of directed towards Ian. Ian, would you please explain to the audience why Buffalo Pizza is so good? All right, guys, have a good one. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Darrell.
1: Uh, buffalo pizza is good for a couple of reasons. One, the crust is very flavorful. It's a little bit thicker than a New York-style crust. The sauce is flavorful. Uh, good cheese. And then the pepperoni that they use on Buffalo pizza uh, gets crispy around you the edges. you got a lot, of, a lot of those Italians up there. Yeah, we do. It. It's well, delicious. Well, oh, it's just I- a, it's a, it's a good pizza-growing. Pizza, yeah, yeah, it's pizza it's, pizza it's growing New soil. York. It's not too far yeah. from
0: the heartbeat of pizza, like the New York <clears throat> City area, Northern Jersey
1: um and then top three three. i I don't know you can't make me do these daryl uh i can't pick up three games off the top of my head so i'm just gonna name some ones that i like uh 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 uh, uh, ribbit king that's the froth game it's the frog golf game i've told you about it's like frog bog it's frog bog but it's golf okay i'm interested uh what's it called uh ribbit king ribbit king ribbit king okay um i don't know fuck you, you like state of emergency like, you sell Tactics. Uh polish R-Type Final. I, there's lots of great PS2 games. I would have to think about it more than oh, that. Oh, River King's expensive on GameCube. I didn't know it was on the GameCube. <sighs> yeah, how class. much is it now? It's like 200 Jesus, I think I've got that one. It's expensive on PS2 as well. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've heard of that one. That looks cute. It is. It's a lot of fun. And it was uh, cheap forever and ever and ever. And then it was only, like, only since well, the pandemic did it get expensive. GameCube's now the thing. We talked about that. Uh, I, that's I never saw one before in person. I think. Okay, my top
0: three. I haven't played a lot. Played at my cousin's. Uh, will be a boring list. Um, top three. Well, I'll, I'll just say GTA Three. Obviously, I, I played a good amount of that. Um, I will say, uh, you know, I like the Warriors, but it got a little tedious. Remember, it was like eh, the fetch question. and going. Everyone eh. seems to like that. I'm still I'm shocked. That, I'm still shocked to this day they made that game. I'm still shocked that. Uh, a, a really not known cult movie from 79, they said, we're going to make a game on that. Um, I'm really, and I love the Warriors. I, was, I remember watching it on on WPIX where they had like the scenes in it that were not on the home version. They, they had like those extra scenes like in the beginning and things like that that weren't in it. Um, so that wasn't a pick. SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain is amazing. Yeah, it the, like, is. Like 2003 or four, the one with Brock on the cover. That's when they really started perfect the, the gameplay. Was then.
1: And I used um, to get people asking me for that, specifically the early ones. Uh, here comes the pain uh Just bring it. And then the first numbered one, which I think was like 2006 and six, six or so was like the year that every, that was that's the when they era.
0: had the, 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 the Smackdown
1: versus raw. raw. Yeah. That was those are the years I, that I, everyone watched. I had that
0: one. I think I had that one. Cause that, that's really like, you can make your own. You can like, uh, here comes the pain
1: had, had, um, had story. Uh, yes, but but uh, that um, one had build your build SmackDown your own versus Raw had, manager the, had the yeah the build your own story basically, yes,
0: which didn't work great, but at least it was there. Um, yeah, that was probably like people say that was like the, the best. And then from that point, it's just like yeah, no new uh, no new ideas after that. <laughs> basically, it, it, and, I, and, taking some away. And number one, Midnight Club. Mm, yeah, Midnight Club was a, a
1: game that everyone. Come on,
0: come on, Rockstar, you can bring back Midnight Club. Come on. Throw, throw a few dollars that, towards Midnight Club. The OGs. Come on. There. Just like Epic. You gotta, you gotta show show some love there. I'll say, okay, I'll say Unreal on PS2. It was on PS2. No. It was. It was actually pretty good for what it was. Uh, next one. Hello, Patrick. Hello, Ian. This
1: is Will again out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Thank hey. you so much for answering my question on who is in your wrestling boy stable. Follow-up question: who is in your gaming boy stable rules are simple no mario no sonic no spyro the dragon basically your favorite low tier characters from a video game side characters minor villains okay. or even a character who maybe had like a one-off game that didn't reach the popularity of say mario sonic etc thank you so much guys keep up the good work love the podcast and this is recorded on december 23rd so happy holidays guys thank you so much all right we're six weeks behind what do you got, Ian? Uh, I'm gonna I go got a few my I'm head. gonna go with uh, Tom Guycott from Clash of Demonhead. Head. Okay, that's a good one. Um I'm going to go with Come on, Rock and Cast guy. Uh I, we can do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the Moblin that hides underneath the uh, tree that you have to burn down to get the money, and Zelda 1 that tells you to keep it a secret. Oh, the the double agent Moblin. Good one, Ian. Double agent Moblin. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, pick uh, Clarice from uh, City Connection, and I am going to take... (laughs) I'm going to take uh the prince of the cosmos from katamari damacy oh okay um i had one that went right in my head
0: right away and i don't know why i think cuz i remember playing it at at the divorced the, the, the kid who had the divorced parents i told you about was kind of a rough kid uh kid Nicky. uh kid nikki kid yes. Nicky and his wacky hair his spiky hair always makes uh my list there uh i will go um big nose the caveman <laughs> i'll go i'll go big nose I will go. I will steal one of Ian's. I cannot believe Ian did not pick Wally Bear. I uh, will go Wally Bear. I didn't have a whole lot of time to think, but yeah, that's uh, wow. a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll steal Wally Bear. Uh, we got got a few more here. I'm trying to think of the unlicensed games with the, with the wacky characters. Oh oh oh, from uh, ra- from Red Racket Tennis, uh, the li- the little the little red the red rat that takes that takes the ball away, uh, that goes and cross. Craw- oh no, the- yes yes. What the hell is his name? I wrote about it in the guidebook, Rad Racket. Uh, r- 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 yes, there's a Rad Racket Rat. Yes, that, that's a that's a that's a little one there. And then also I got two more or, or just one more, one or two more. Um, let's see, what's a lesser known one that I like there? Um, uh, the The crab the crab looking guy in Super Dodgeball. There's like the one guy I think it's, there's like there's a couple of crabs. There's one in Russia, one in India. But their head is like what fuck it oh grotesque. yeah it's, it's
1: big yeah it's, it's
0: yeah huh. it's really weird uh there's that and then one more i will say the the fire person from teams Ninja turtles because it's so ridiculous But <laughs> sure. little mini fire feet thing mm-hmm. oh fuck that no 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 what, what, what am i talking about ian gimmick uh cool cat from from tnc oh there you go with the cat with a tuxedo what am i talking about that that's 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 the ringleader that's a good one okay now next one here
2: Pat, Ian, this is Brian from Northern Utah again, coming with a quick question about local game stores. Uh, One of my local game stores up here uh, has been doing this thing where you bring up a cartridge with a sticker price on it, let's say $25 for a a Contra. And then after, once you're ready to check out, they give you a completely different price, claiming that, Mm -hmm. oh, we can't just keep track of every single price on every (laughs) single game, so... They're changing the prices on us when we're checking out. I don't necessarily agree with that. So when I could get your guys those two cents on that, thanks.
1: I, I fucking hate that. I, I hate it. And we we just we didn't do it at Luna. You didn't put the sticker prices. Um, I mean, we, I, I, I can't think of a single time where we changed a sticker price. Oh, you price. asked your price. You didn't change. Yeah. yeah. Where we changed the sticker price. You let it go. We, yeah. I mean, honestly, I can't imagine running a business that's of any volume and doing that for every person who who comes in i mean just the amount of time it would take would be um a lot i can't imagine che- rechecking the price of every fucking game for every transaction that's insane
0: well, um, well how often did you re-sticker prices was it like every now and
1: then for certain ones you realize hey this well, will be worth more money now popular titles would come in And they would sell very fast, so we would always be checking the price again when they come in. And the stuff that sticks around is the less popular stuff. A lot of it was cheap, and at five bucks, and most games didn't go below five bucks anyways. So, we we would always go through and reprice everything, like do a full store wide reprice to make sure everything was right about once a month. But um, you look through everything once a month, or just the
0: the the heavy hitters basically.
1: We would go through and uh, like so basically basically ps2 stuff we didn't have to worry about and if a popular game came in we would always check the price when it came in before we put it on the shelf but i'm not going around and checking the prices of every ps2 game every month that was more for stuff that you have to stay on top of like whatever the current systems are because the prices change so much Uh, yeah that's really crappy either it's garbage
0: yeah i'd say either to them like don't put fucking prices on your games if you can't adhere to it um or i remember going to, to a couple of stores where Nothing was priced. It was in the system, the point of service, but like they would scan it and tell you the price, which is not as good, but it's better than not adhering to the fucking value on it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I I also Uh, hate it when people don't put fucking um, price tags on shit. That's annoying to me, too. But I would rather have no price tags than have price tags on something and then have someone constantly tell me that it's more expensive when I bring it up to the counter. Yeah. You don't want to bait and switch. Eat shit and run a business. It's fucking awful. Hey guys, it's Jeremy from Virginia. I was just curious about what your thoughts are on the worst video game endings of all time. I asked because I just played rampage on the answer for three monotonous hours. And my
0: only reward was a one word. Congratulations. Screen. Uh, So I'm
2: wondering if you have similar stories as well. And quick bonus question for Pat, would you ever consider maybe five or 10 years down the road of doing a Sega Genesis guidebook? Thanks. Love the show. Bye.
1: Um, Yeah, guy took it right out of my mouth. My my whole life, I've stated that way. I've told the story on here before. My buddy and I sat down and did Rampage. Two players took us three and a half hours to get through every single level. And the ending is just when you think about it, what did you really expect as an ending for an arcade game? But when you're a kid, you're led to believe that these longer games have some sort of ending or something going on, you know, something, anything. But, there, but nothing would you if it's an arcade game like like would you think there'd be like a I, as a child i wasn't really aware of the fact that rampage was an arc oh you weren't yeah okay. i don't know i don't oh, know I that know. i was okay. yeah um i i mean i okay. I, knew, I knew at some point when i was a kid but i don't think i knew when i first got the game gotcha um they
0: probably figured no one be dumb enough to play this game for four hours to get to the end <laughs> That's probably what they thought eh, programming anything sal <laughs> like no one's gonna want to sit through this uh, yeah, there were all the NES ones. Or not all, but a lot of the NES ones were afterthoughts. Yeah. You're lucky if you've got something even, like, a little cute, like the Rygar ending, where oh, it's always, like, a little bird flapping with a rainbow. That's cute. You know, like Contra, there's a little story. They they, they split, Right, they the give island. you a little
1: cutscene at the that's end. That's, like,
0: on well, the NES, that's, like, the best you're going to get, mostly. You know what I mean? Uh, usually, it's, yes, yeah, it's a, you know, con- congratulations. You've know, proved the justice of our culture stuff, where it's, like, it was an, it was an afterthought. It's just like, oh, who cares? They... Hey, we already we already sold the game to them. Why should why should we care what they think about the ending? That's pretty much what it is, Ian. Because you didn't know back then the endings suck until you actually beat them, right? You know, or that like some you know, like Spy Hunter didn't have an ending, which you should have ended. You should have had an ending in Spy Hunter. I think you should have adapted that to an ending with the final boss. I think you ha- you could have done that with Spy right? Hunter. Yeah, I think so too. After I go through twelve times, uh, you know, all the circuit like sixty fucking like you, give me an ending.
1: Yeah, give me something uh, I have to shoot more than once or twice. Yeah. Uh, God, I'm so good. When I get in the
0: Spy Hunter Zone, it's it's magic. Okay, we got uh merch idea here. here. Oh, oh yeah, a Genesis book? Th- uh, yeah, I'll think about it. Five to ten years. Well, hit me hit me up in my fifties. I'll think about it. Okay.
2: Hey Pat Ian, this is Corey from Indiana. I have an idea for some new merch for you, Pat. And it's simple. The saying, and I think all
0: of us can agree, make. Unreal a tournament again. I'm, I'm sure it's never been used for anything else.
1: <laughs> How about just make Unreal again? Make Unreal again? How about that? Yeah. yeah. Just make Unreal again. You know what I was thinking would be fun <clears throat> for merch? Wow, you know, the merch suggestion. This is wow. i got to hold on. I'll a it. Okay. Get, uh, get sound drops, but to some of, make sound drops, but for some of the uh, things that you've got on the soundboard. Make sound how do I make like an NFT sound? I don't know. No, like find find a company that can make those sound drops. Oh, oh these. Yeah. Just, wow, Ian, okay. Just do like some big, big ones. Do some the value ones. Oh, some oh, it's oh,
0: been a while ones. Can we get one with the multiple and like little keychain things with the flea market with a machine gun laser? Can yeah. so we get one of those? <laughs> I will look into that here. <laughs> there you go. Might be might be, you know, something hmm. good there.
2: Hey guys, this is Alan from California. I kind of just have a uh, not game-related question, and it's kind of an odd one. But a while back, um, I had a Light night double feature of RoboCop and Bloodsport, Ooh, wow. and then the next day, I saw The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai with a friend, and I don't think my mind could really take it after that. But my question is, <laughs> What's another weird double or triple feature I could do? Thanks.
0: That's a great double. Robocop and Bluzzer, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. I kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I kind of like that. Different, different genres, but I kind of like that. They're both a little goofy, you know?
1: Uh, do the thing. Uh, aliens and... Um... All monster aliens. Like... Oh, cyborg. And Cyborg? Okay.
0: Why not? I like Cyborg. I like all the original Van Damme trilogy. I mean you meet Cyborg, Kickboxer
1: and, and, and Bloodsport are all yeah. good. The
0: the original Canon trilogy, you can't top that. It was sci fi that it was sci fi on the third one and we so gotta go yeah. sci fi there.
1: Right. God, well, canon was great. I gotta watch a documentary about Canon. hmm I would love to watch a documentary on Canon film. Yeah, the rights to
0: Spider Man at one
1: point. Wow. In the eighties, yeah.
0: They made a poster saying, Oh, we're into Spider Man. I'll uh, we'll do a few more here.
2: Hey, Parini, and one of your previous questions got me wondering about how large was the video game selection for you guys when you were kids? Uh, because I'm from way up north in uh, Quebec, and we basically had one store selling video games when I was a kid. And so for Nintendo games, there was one like standard shelf length, top to bottom, behind glass. So there were maybe 30, 40 games at a time. So if they didn't have it in that shelf, it might as well not exist. Did you guys have a larger selection because you oh, were in yeah. the U.S.? Um, anyway, take care. I guess we're lucky. Toys R Us had everything. Yeah, like, Toys like, R Us like, had, it, had wall, it all. A wall <clears throat> with
0: a wall with the little like, – whatever probably whatever was being produced at the time still was on that wall. Mm-hmm. Because I remember even seeing the weird ones like, oh, Nobunaga's the Ambition. Like They had everything. Everything besides unlicensed. Toys R Us didn't have unlicensed stuff, besides the Tangan games.
1: And it, I mean, it was um, tough to find. Like, if something went out of print, it was tough to find it. Like, I remember when I finally wanted a copy of Kid Icarus, it was hard to come by. Like, And I, it was still during the time that the system was was uh viable but i was looking for a copy of kid icarus and probably 91 and that game came out you know what four three years earlier yeah four years prior so oh. i mean you could have trouble finding a specific so at that game point, if it, it was, was out of production, right exactly yeah. if it was out of print but anything that like pat said anything that was going to be available was likely yeah. available at toys r us unless it was sold out yeah because i got castlevania in like 91 and that was out for four years. But that was I
0: was obviously not the first print, and,
1: and it, it wasn't th- just Toys R Us. It was like uh, yeah. Child's World too. Kitty City did the same thing.
0: Yeah, Kitty City had a big selection. I don't know if it was the biggest Toys R Us, but Kitty City had a good, big selection uh, as well. Um, and then uh, KB had a decent co- uh, selection. But obviously, they couldn't carry everything because they are in the mall. They have the space. But even I remember Castlevania. I remember like, wow, this game's been out for a while. So at that point, at that point, it was a budget title. It was like twenty. It was twenty bucks only. At that point, only like the only like the um, very Okay?
1: Mm.
0: Hmm. Woo. All right. New tissue? I'm good.
1: Okay. Here you go.
0: Here's a Pat tissue. <sighs>
1: um,
0: so, yeah, it, it was – it was so you can find those games that had to be reprinted. That's the thing. Right. Uh, okay. We'll do a few more here.
2: Hey, guys. This is Pat from New York. Question yeah. for both of you. Of all the video game trailers that you've seen in your time, which one was most impressive Ooh. to you? Myself, about 10 years ago, Dead Island, their announcement trailer, I found quite striking. Thanks. Keep up the good work.
1: It's a good question. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there was a trailer that ever really grabbed me. Um, that Dead Island trailer was really good, and it was a shame that that, trailer, that game didn't end up being anything to, like that trailer. I don't know if I remember that. But really, really cinematic, like moody music a lot of blood um i just didn't it's it. like the family getting torn apart in the hotel room oh really um that it came out and no one cared yeah because the game didn't really match the oh <laughs> didn't really match oh
0: the, that's yeah. right it's when you're on vacation that was 10 years yeah, ago
1: yeah that was 10 years ago yeah holy shit uh, I used to love though I used to love getting the during the PlayStation era I used to love getting uh, buying the SquareSoft games that came with the second demo disc and while I enjoyed the playable demos I would sit there and watch um the video demos for games over and over again so I remember like uh, watching the video demo or the video uh trailer for you know uh the Final Fantasy Tactics and getting really excited for it um, and stuff like that, but honestly, I can't really think of a time I, where I was like super into trailers. I, I, I it's it's been ages since I've gone back and watched a trailer more than once because it gets me hyped up for something.
0: I got a couple. <clears throat> uh, one will surprise you, but these are ones that at least leave an impression. No Man's Sky that trailer left an impression. You like, sure. I never, never wanted it did obviously because that's why yeah. we we're so let down. Yep, that game looked amazing in the trailer. Yeah. That it was, was like, one hell of a trailer. It was like, oh, my God. And the game comes out. It's like, where's where's the stuff from, yeah, where's where's the, stuff from the trailer? Where's Waldo? Why does the game look totally... Why do the animals look not look like the animals in the trailer? Why is the color even grading different yep. on this? That was a big one. The other one, I think a lot of people probably agree with me. It brought people to tears, I think. The Breath of the Wild trailer was to a lot of people, not just, oh, my God, you know, Zelda... This game looks amazing to a lot of people. That was like the last gas for Nintendo to, to come back into the console market. To them, it's like I remember people saying, "I want to see that Zelda trailer." They didn't give a shit about the rest of the right that Switch trailer in the fall of oh my god 2016. It was December I think. Whenever their direct was, it was like a few months before. that trailer. I remember watching. I was like, "Wow, that sold it to me." I I hadn't bought a new Zelda game. I can't tell you the last... It was 30 years. The last time I bought a, a Zelda game brand new, I think. Um, I don't think I bought the one for the Wii. So I'm like, that sold it to me, and, it's, and it sold like... and I, I knew the Switch was going to be okay. I was like, Switch is going to be fine, because everyone's going to buy that game just for the Switch. Right. So Nintendo was brilliant in holding back the release on the Wii U and saying, fuck the Wii U. That's dead. Let's wait for the Switch, and we'll just push it back. Like, that was obviously the right decision uh, to do that. Um, but that was a really good trailer, if you remember that. It was like cinematic... There was like a storyline in it. There was hearing voice acting and things like that. Seeing Zelda cry, I'm like this is a well cut together trailer uh to me. It started off slow and it built. I'm like that whoever cut that trailer did a did a an amazing job if you remember that that trailer. Yeah.
2: It, went it was good slow look.
0: it built. It's good stuff. People were tearing up. tearing up. I was like, "Oh my god. I showed it to my sister. I showed it to my sister." I'm like, "Oh, look at this Zelda because my sister hasn't played a new Zelda game since right. the 90s." Okay, sir. I'm like, "Yo, look, check out this trailer." I'll do like two or three more here.
2: Hi, Pat and Ian. When I start listening to a new podcast, I, for some reason, force myself to listen to the podcast from the very beginning. Mm, That tends to result in me hearing a lot of very old, outdated ads. I'm currently listening to episode 112 at work, and you two just did an ad for That's It Fruit Bars. (sighs) And you did it. You finally got me. You caught me when I was most vulnerable at work and hungry. I decided to finally buy some fruit bars and support the podcast by using code CU Podcast at checkout and no dice.
1: Oh, yeah. I
2: have to know what happened.
0: Okay. That's it, fruit bar. Wow. 112. So that's like three and a half years in, something like that.
1: Our liaison ship. got shit-canned, I think, is what happened. Y- yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, we had a good relationship with that's it fruit. I think we were we had them for like a year almost.
1: Yeah, we did. I was hoping I, that's it fruit was never gonna go. Away. I still have bars, and they're probably
0: still good because they're airtight. No,
1: they're uh, they're 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 not good at this point. You don't think so? No, but they've lasted. They but the they lasted ones,
0: for a while. Maybe the veggie ones because those are like <laughs> really dry. But so that's it. Fruit was the ingredients were we have fruit. It's real fruit, and they're you know that's it. It's usually an apple ground with, like, something else mm-hmm. in there, and they were delicious.
1: Yeah, it was an Moist- apple, then then with, like, five blueberries, or what, they got real specific with yeah. how many were in each one. But, um, they were great.
0: Their social media team said we were we, we we were the best response they ever had from a from a podcast or anyone we we talked about those were legendary ads. It was
1: one of the first examples um, of we got an ad for something that we both really really liked, yeah and we, we oversold we, it. we oversold it and then they did the veggie bars and I liked the veggie bars too and uh we don't know. Uh, our liaison guy with the company got fired, and we don't know. Fire or he fired just left? I thought you said he had gotten fired, but I don't oh. know. But he, he he's no longer there. And uh, the amount of free fruit bars we were getting sent I, was I, insane. Like I, said, I still have boxes. I had a pantry on, full bars. of them, and I ate them every day.
0: Hey, the, the, the Field Mouse ate one, one veggie bar, and it sustained him for like three, four weeks he lived here. <laughs> I was on the
1: ground. I had no idea. He ate the whole damn thing. So that's what happened. It's a shame. But that's a that, that's an advertisement advertising. We had, that's a partnership I would love to see again. We
0: had people tweeting at them with pictures of them saying these these are the best things ever. Like, yeah. it was funny, that was the that was around what was that been like two thousand fifteen or something like that it would have been uh one twelve. One twelve would have been uh, let's see, twenty five like four years on. So oh, two thousand seventeen that was here. That was at like Castle Country. Wow. We've done a lot in four years. Yeah, we We've have. Done. That was a Castle Country. That's right. That was like the first year here, probably. That was probably 2018, 17, 18. Um, people would tweet at them like, "Look, I have the bars." And there was a period in time where I started seeing them. I saw them in the stores. I saw them at airports, at like in stores, like at the airports, walking through, like at like the kiosks and so I was I saw them for like a period. So maybe their marketing budget was big for a time. They got yeah, because they're still out there. Come back, come back to us. That's it. Bars, we treat you good, baby. You, you, we treat you right. Come back to us. Um. All right, you want to do uh, do one more? One more.
2: Hey, it's Tommy. Just got my phone back from my cousin Tony, and he just wanted to say he's really sorry about everything he said about the Amico last week. And... I'm not as sorry for shit. Oh, come on, Tony. You were spreading all this misinformation. The least you could do is with... Misinformation? Yes. Yes. Tommy, if my father would have come home without a thing... For two hundred and fifty dollars. Yes. My mother would have hit him right on the head with a frying pan. Oh well that's just domestic abuse. She would have made him sleep on the couch for for two years. <laughs> oh come on, you're exaggerating. Oh no, I'm which not... is the same thing as lying. Minkia <laughs> Ma How dare you say that to me in my own house? You can get out, Tony. There's the door! Get out of here! Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me just ask you one no, thing. No, no, just Ouch. one thing, I don't no care. Ow. What
1: kind of pizza you got when you were in Boston? Get out of here! <laughs> wow. Oh, the layers. Uh, the amount of shit you have to know to get some of these Amico jokes. At this point. <laughs> it's There's some deep cuts. So cush.
0: good. Man, I hope we don't see a bunch of low-level YouTubers making videos about Boston pizza again. Yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be... Man, I'm sorry for causing some family drama. Yeah, I feel there. bad. Sorry, Tony and Tony, Tommy, blood is thicker than water. Tony seems like he's got uh, a good head on his shoulders. And so. blood is thicker than consoles that'll probably never be released. That's, that's more right. importantly there. All right, that's it for the podcast. <laughs> that's it. Have a good one, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> God, about my, I heard my dad say that a thousand times. <laughs> But it hit me in the head with a fry, pan. For two years. it Zip, in the cuts for two years. <laughs> two years. Oh, boy. That was fun. All right, everyone. We'll see you later. Ian's done.